TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back. It is the best half hour of the Friday show because Shana Goldman is with us from The Athletic. And if people were surprised in any way as to what direction the show went right off the bat today, Shana, you're going to be the perfect person to play off of what comes next based on what you wrote about and tweeted about. And that was the NHL's decision yesterday. Now, let me bring it all together here for people who are not privy to our off-air conversation during the commercial break. And that was a Marty Biron reference, among others, to Fallout Boy. <laughs> now, it just so happens that I went to see Fallout Boy kick off their tour at Wrigley Field on Wednesday in Chicago. In, I believe, an unprecedented development, they covered a song that 40 years ago I was fascinated with. And now reading the lyrics, still am today. The song was Crazy Train by Ozzy. And I was among the 40,000 going, are they seriously doing crazy train right now? This is amazing. But how it all ties in, and this is the beauty of music and artistry. The opening verse to crazy train says crazy, but that's how it goes. Millions of people living as foes. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate. That's Ozzy from 40 years ago. How, and I know there were artists 40 years prior to that singing the exact same message. Shana, how are we where we are today? First of all, that was elite hosting to tie it all together. (laughs) Excellent work there, I have to say. As someone who fails when I try to do things like that. But how are we there? It's because everybody is so okay regressing. Everybody wants to regress, it feels like sometimes. And the NHL is leading the way with that charge. It just feels like any time that there can be one ounce of progress and we're not asking for anything that radical. It's just accepting and being open and inclusive, right? That, that is the bar is so low there. Anytime that there's a step forward or any ripples, the answer is to hide from the problem, to avoid it, to pretend it didn't exist, even though that creates another set of problems. And that's where the NHL is. So they definitely need to do some soul searching on this. Uh, listen to Ozzy Osbourne, talk to people and and get different opinions instead of the board of conservative people who aren't affected by these issues, it seems, to, to have a different opinion, right? Yeah, well said. 
Um, okay. Um, yeah, well said. We we obviously talked about it, the players and the team side of it. Duffer and I will still <laughs> be celebrating all these team nights on the TV, uh, pre-post and intermission-wise, and we'll tell the stories and uh, hopefully it will uh, maybe put an even bigger focus on the fact that we will do more work, Duffer, to be able to showcase those special events and uh, some of the, the 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 best nights of the year for uh, for the people, right? For yeah. the, the the human side of it. So that's mm-hmm. that. Now let's uh, we have you on Friday, and people love to hear what you have to say about players that would work for the Sabers, and that could be packaged in a deal that could be brought in. Um, the Calgary Flames and the Winnipeg Jets are basically selling out. It's like a fire sale going on. There's signs everywhere. Um, we talked about Brett Pesci last week. Now there's a guy on the flames that could be up for, uh, for, for the taken. And that's Noah Hannafin. What, what do we, I, I feel like Noah Hannafin is a great defenseman could work with the Sabres, but how do you feel Shana about Noah Hannafin and what fit he would be on the Sabres? Yeah, the exodus that we're going to see out of the Flames is something else. Uh, it's two summers in a row that they want to be like the star of attention. And, you know, they're very successful at stealing the show, it seems. <laughs> Noah Hannafin's an interesting one. So he's a left-handed defenseman. And the, the Sabres are a team that has been willing to mix handedness before, as we talked about last week. There was a really good piece done on Expected Buffalo today that I was reading about how much, you know, they actually did allow players to play on their offside, though. And it was Rasmus Dahlin, so you have generational defenseman for the Sabres, right? Elite, elite, elite defenseman playing on the left side, and that's okay. And then they have it mixing and matching on the third pair. So they haven't been as willing to go and mix handedness elsewhere. It's minor roles or the player that they can trust more than anybody. So the question is, will they trust Noah Hannafin to play on his right side? Does he have a documented history of it, which he doesn't? Uh, it's not to say he can't. I think there can be a lot of research done on it. And there are some very smart people in the Sabres front office who have done work on this previously, too, in the public sphere. So if anybody can figure it out, I think it's them. But it's a good question to ask on whether or not they can trust him to do it. And if this is a good fit in general, because this is someone who is a more offensive defenseman. And while I think you can compose a blue line of that, can they maximize him maybe, you know, without that much power play time if they don't want to take it away from Darlene or power. So it makes for a good conversation, you know, a player like Hannafin, he's a young defenseman. I think that's kind of the right, you know, variety they should be looking for in that sense, but I don't know if he's the perfect fit. Now let me just allow a quick follow-up here. What if it's Owen power that was to play on his offside? Does that make a difference? If you say no, Hannafin can play the left side and Owen power because of he's a generational talent too. He's like Rasmus Darlene's first overall pick. Um, he, he also could play did the a right plenty side. at Michigan. Yeah, you see, yeah. So what if it's Owen Power that played the right side and you had Noah Hannafin playing left? Does that change the narrative a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's where what it all comes down to. It depends on who the Sabres trust to play that. I think someone like Owen Power, you said, he has that experience from the NCAA days. A lot of players do. They they right. worked on the yes. offside. We saw it. Brady Shea did back in the day with um, Minnesota. We saw Luke Hughes play on his offside too because that's what the team needed them to do. So that versatility is going to be a huge weapon for the Sabres. Why not have two of your best defensemen, you know, if you can trust them play on their offside, but you have to just wonder, are they going to be maximized? Are they in the best position? Because you don't want it that you're putting them into a position that maybe they don't need to be in just because that's how you fit the roster around them when you want it that they're the primary focus and everything else is complimentary. But if they trust him to do it, why not? Do you have any other um, names that have worked their way into the Sabre rumor mill that you need to share with us? 
Ooh, good question. I still like Brett Pesci a lot for like yeah. all of the reasons because he's like this ideal shutdown defenseman that can play a progressive game. I shutdown defenseman is such like a tough term in today's game, in my opinion, because for me, I think of someone like say you know Roman Hammerlick or Roman Polak, like Ron Hainsey, players you don't want to think because that shutdown ability is one dimensional play. When we think of shutdown defensemen in today's game, it has to be the Pesci's, the Slavens of the world who can advance play even if they're you know, quietly effective. But I think that Pesci is definitely should be, you know, number one on the list. And, you know, I'd be curious who else maybe someone like Calgary is willing to part with. Like, what is their direction? Are players like Rasmus Anderson going to be available? Who's to say? I don't think they know what they're doing yet because all of this is developing on the spot. But those are the players I think that are going to be more intriguing than anybody available on the free agent market. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't do that with anybody else. But with you, Shano, I feel like I can bring up a name, and you'll know exactly what the answer is, right? And and this is a yep. name I brought up to our producer Jeff before the show. Duffer, you were taking a little walk in your business center. Uh, I was talking to Jeff about this player and the Winnipeg Jets because the Jets are also a team that may unload everybody, right? It's fire sale in Winnipeg. And I looked at their defense core, and I'm like, oh, they're not trading Josh Morrissey. And but who on that 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 list of defensemen may be up for in a year and be a UFN. They want to part ways. And Nick Rossi here on Twitter says, how about a guy like Dylan DeMello? That's the guy I brought up. What about Dylan DeMello with the Jets and maybe being a, a fit for the Buffalo Sabres? I like Dylan DeMello. I feel like the Jets are a tough team because they're tough to look at from the last few years because we saw like the coaching decisions weren't always great for defense. The systems they ran weren't great. And we saw a lot of players bounce back this year with, you know, the complete opposite as defensive and traditional as a system as you get. And I feel like the Sabres are a nice in between of that. So I, I think someone like Dylan DeMello would fit. Obviously, if you can get a Josh Morrissey, go off. That is yeah. the way to go. You know, uh, he he's a top tier defenseman for a reason. But, you know, the cost of acquisition will be something else, even though the Jets don't have a ton of leverage. I like someone like DeMello. Though. I think that's a that's a cautious, you know, number four defenseman, which is what the Sabres need right now. They don't need much more than that. That is a good option for a year. And then you can figure it out after that. Is he a placeholder for another year or two while you look for another young player or look elsewhere altogether? It, it feels like a low risk move. And that's what, you know, a number four defenseman can be. Okay. I'm now going to spend the rest of the summer anticipating acquisitions of Josh Morrissey and Noah Hannafin on the heels of contract extensions for Darlene and Power. And I will ask you, has any team ever broached $50 million of their cap to defensemen? And if so, even if it hasn't, do you think it might work? It can work. I mean, why not? I think that if you can be really careful about where you dedicate your cap, you can spend wherever you want. The Florida Panthers have, what, $14 million in gold, something that nobody has, and they're fine with that for now. You wait, can wait. Remember we talked about uh, Arizona last week and the fact they had six and a half million dollars allocated to five defensemen. Then they yeah. went and added Stephen Camper, who hasn't been in the league for over two years. Oh my gosh. I was like, this is truly unbelievable what they're doing. Yeah. We need, we need a team to absolutely counter that apparently, right? Go for the complete and total opposite. I feel like if you're the Sabres, maybe you could get away with spending so much on defense and it'll be fine if you can balance out your forward. I mean, think about the kind of internal cap that they have up front. You're not having a yeah. forward that makes over $8 million, and that's a totally different situation than what we're seeing in today's game, right? I just think it's so important to just invest in your in your core, whatever that might be. It might be your top three forwards and two defensemen. It might be three defensemen and two forwards. Like Whatever that core is, 
invest everything in them and just find a way to get that replacement level salary around them. Those low risk deals, the entry level contracts that we know that the Sabres have. Why not? Right. That's how you yeah. should be spending. Everyone dunks well, on the Maple Leafs and rightfully so, but they have it right. Marty knows that my tongue was firmly in cheek when I was presenting that idea. But Marty, please make that face over and over and over again. (laughs) Can you guys hear me? Because in the first segment, I knocked my computer over. I just knocked my whole like uh, microphone over in this one. So I've never been to a recording studio. And the biggest (laughs) thing you see on the way in is no food or drink allowed in the studio. I think Marty is experiencing this problem. <laughs> well, I almost dropped my notepad because I'm looking at certain things. And then I went to reach and I knocked my microphone out of whack. But I think I'm all good. Um, so because I made the face is if you spend $50 million on defense, that is like six defensemen averaging eight and a half, eight and a half million. Like I'm like, geez. So it goes back the to this. going up, Marty. Dana. Yeah, why not? Why not? The cap's going up. That, that need, the cap would need to be 120 million for that yes. to be happening. Um, Shayna, and because we're going to talk about this, um, Connor Hellebuck's rumored to have to be wanting nine and a half million yeah. on an eight-year deal after he is a UFA next year, not a year from now. Um, I was talking to somebody uh, today, and they were asking. Do do teams really need a good goaltender? Can they just do, you know, the 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 Aiden Hill or whatever? And I reminded that person that after the Niemi Michael Layton finals in 2010, where teams started to think, oh, maybe we don't need good goaltending, it was Tim Thomas, Jonathan Quick, Corey Crawford, Jonathan Quick, Corey Crawford that won the cups. And the finalists that year, those years were Luongo, Brodeur, Rask, Lundquist, and Ben Bishop, who got hurt in the finals in 2015. So I'm saying. Should you should teams want to pay nine and a half for Connor Ellibuck or is nine and a half for Connor Ellibuck way too much? Um, it's not way too much. Here's the thing. Oh, I'm I, the I goalie mean, union member here and I say it's way too it much, but I know. Okay, go the, ahead. She's gonna finish the sentence as to why you don't do it. <laughs> I it depends on the team and it depends on the situation. I think that you can get away without having elite goaltending. The Vegas Golden Knights just showed us that. The Colorado Avalanche, uh, when they won the Stanley Cup, did not have elite goaltending in the playoffs. They had very good goaltending all year. No slants to Darcy Kemper. But when they got to the playoffs, they got below average starts 99% of the time. They were elite offensively. They were elite defensively. That They were able to balance it out. If you're a team like the Avalanche, you don't need to spend that much on goaltending. You can get away with, you know, average goaltending. If you're a team like the New Jersey Devils and you're going to keep up playing the way you did, you don't need to spend $9 million on goaltending. But there are teams that need to do that. The New York Rangers are the prime example of it. They didn't have elite offense. They didn't have elite defense. They had really strong goaltending to carry them. So it depends on the situation and for every single team. If the Sabres are a team that they're going to have solid offense and they're going to, or they're going to have an elite offense, right? And maybe their defense isn't perfect. Maybe there's a team that should be spending that much on goaltending. I still think that's a lot of money, especially when you consider his age range. If I'm handing $9 million to a goalie, I would hope he's 24, 25 years old, not 30, 31. You know, we see that with Bobrovsky and Carey Price. Those contracts don't always work out unless you're, I don't know, the generational tier like Henrik Lundqvist. So how many cups did he win? Never mind. Oh, come on. That's such a bad argument. Yeah, he, it is a bad he, argument, Duffer. Terrible argument. You're fired well, from the show. I hope Hellebuck enjoys Hellebuck will enjoy San Jose. That's all I know. Oh. Shana, we're we're out of we're he can get his nine there. Uh we're out of time, but you have continued your streak again of being better than the last week. It's never ending. And the hair 
matches that. But you were going in a different direction. You were focused on Panarin's hair. Give us the latest. Listen, he said it was for bad vibes. It sounds like he had to change the pace after last season. And I'm all about that. I can have one bad day. Legitimately, one bad day. It could be something small. And I'm dyeing my hair. I have a song, Don't Be Sad, Go Dye Your Hair. So if he wants to go cut his hair and change it to change the vibes so you're in control of something, which you should be with your hair, go have a blast, right? Like no judgment from me. Everyone nitpicking at this needs to stop because they all probably have their own ticks on like this therapeutic method to feel better. It has a Phoebe Buffet vibe to it that <laughs> she's like, whoa, I need to cleanse your aura, shave your head, right? And exactly. that's what Panarin did. Exactly. Shana, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Shana Goldman from The Athletic will wrap up Sabres Live with another special guest right around the corner. Hint, 11-day power play. Stay with us. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.